This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the Internet at www.rri.ro channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn and via satellite Eurosat 16A on 11.512 MHz vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east, symbol rate 29.950 mega symbols per second, standard DVB S2, modulation 8 PSK, audio PID 510. We wish you good reception conditions. Hello, I'm Ana Maria Popescu with the news. First, the headlines. As of the 1st of August, some of the fiscal measures introduced by the government take effect. The medieval festival in Sigishwara, central Romania, comes to a close today, and the Romanian tennis player Ana Bogdan takes on Caroline Garcia of France in the finals of the WTA tournament in Warsaw. On August the 1st, some of the fiscal measures introduced recently by the coalition government made up of the National Liberal Party, Social Democratic Party and the Democratic Union of Ethnic Hungarians in Romania take effect. On Monday, the tobacco excise duty is to increase, as is the tax on gambling gains. Changes are also operated as regards salaries in the construction industry, agriculture and foodstuffs, where the ceiling for certain tax rebates will be lowered. Further changes to the fiscal code will take effect early next year. For example, in the hospitality industry, VAT will be raised from 5 to 9%, while the VAT for non-alcoholic beer and for sugary drinks will be raised to 19%. Sales of houses bigger than 120 square meters or for prices of over 120,000 euros will also carry increased VAT. According to government estimates, these changes will bring the state budget an additional 243 million euros this year and some 2.1 billion euros in 2023. Medieval Sigishwara Festival in central Romania comes to a close today with a concert by the rock band Cargo and a spectacular fireworks show. Currently in its 28th year, the festival recreated the medieval feel with the help of the over 100 participating artists. Events included medieval music and dance performances, theater plays, animation and arts and crafts workshops. The festival was organized under the patronage of Her Majesty Margareta, custodian of the Crown of Romania. Sigishwara is the only inhabited medieval citadel in the southeastern Europe. The world's strongest air assault force, the U.S. 101st Airborne Division, started its mission in Romania following a decision in this respect taken at the recent NATO summit in Madrid. Prime Minister Nicolae Ciuca Saturday took part in the ceremony in which the U.S. unit presented its colors at Mihail Kogelnichanu Air Base 57 
and welcomed the presence of this force, which contributes to strengthening NATO's eastern flank. The Romanian official thanked the U.S. troops deployed to Romania for their effort and contribution to the country's security. Civilians, airport personnel and their families then watched an impressive demonstration showcasing the firepower of the Romanian and U.S. armed forces. Created in 1942 to free Europe from the Nazi occupation, the U.S. 101st Airborne Division has 2,400 troops deployed in Romania, 4,700 in Europe and nearly 20,000 troops around the world. In one night alone, it can mobilize a brigade of 4,000 troops and hundreds of military vehicles, equipment and weapon systems, an assault force able to overwhelm any opponent. Sunday is the last day of the official population and housing census in Romania after several extensions. According to the National Statistics Institute, over 90% of the process had been completed by early this week. The purpose of the census is to establish the number of people living on Romanian territory as well as the living standards in each locality. Based on the data collected, the authorities will create public policies and earmark funding for each town or village. At EU level, the number of people living in Romania is a criterion in the distribution of EU funds. The census is compulsory for all Romanian citizens. More than 7,500 new SARS-CoV-2 infections out of nearly 22,000 tests, as well as 20 COVID-related deaths, were reported on Saturday in Romania. The number of COVID patients in hospitals is over 4,000, of whom more than 250 are in intensive care. The authorities estimate that next week Romania could see 10,000 new cases per day. Although spreading very quickly, this variant of the virus causes less severe forms of the disease. We end with sports. The Romanian tennis player Anna Bogdan plays today against Caroline Garcia of France in the Warsaw WTA tournament finals. They only played against each other once before at Wimbledon in 2017 when the French player won. On Saturday, Anna Bogdan, currently at her first WTA final in her career, defeated Katerina Bindel of Ukraine 7-5-7-5. And that was the news. This is Radio Romania International Broadcasting from Bucharest. Sunday Show. Welcome to Sunday's show, our weekly picky feature where content meets entertainment and where you're yet again invited to listen to some of our thought-provoking and relaxing items in our recent broadcast. Your host this week is Eugen Nasta. In Radio Romania International Encyclopedia late last week, our colleague Daniel Bills focused on the modernization of Wallachia and Moldavia, which began in the early 19th century. The modernization of Wallachia and Moldavia 
two principalities inhabited by Romanians commenced in the 19th century. And besides the institutional and economic changes, mentalities, habits and manners were also subject to transformation. The Romanians gave up the oriental style and fashion and quickly adopted western fashions, radically changing their dressing style and the interior decorations of their homes. Women quickly embraced the western trends and proved to be the main promoters of these changes in the Romanian society. Furthermore, the change in mentalities allowed women to get more involved in social activities destined for children and not only. So in the first half of the 19th century, children benefited from improved education and standard of living in comparison to the previous generations. Well-off families in the aforementioned principalities started hiring German, English or French tutors for their children, which replaced the previous Greek private teachers they used to have. Bourgeois families in these two regions inhabited by Romanians had their own approach in the education of their offspring. Here is now the microphone Nicoleta Roman, researcher with the Nicolae Iorga Institute of History. There was the emerging bourgeoisie, made up mainly of traders trying to imitate the aristocrats in these regions. And in this case, these children's childhood was somehow protected by the involvement of their parents who invested in their education in order to improve their status and the status of their families. And it was that investment that made the difference between the children coming from the rich families and aristocracy and the rest. Childhood in the rural areas in the first half of the 19th century is still under the scrutiny of the historians. However, what is known for certain is that the struggle for survival in that area didn't prove beneficial to the process of transformation of Wallachia and Moldavia in the early 19th century. Changes in people's outlook on childhood and the status of women were quite sluggish in the rural world, and the young boys who were the engine of these changes had their own outlook on education, mainly supervised by their mothers, who thus became the promoters of new ideas in this area. Here is again at the microphone Nicoleta Roman. We should not forget to mention the young generation of revolutionaries of 1848 or their associates who had made it to major positions in state structures. They had different approaches in terms of education and a series of state-funded social policies regarding education or social assistance started to emerge. The growing interest in children education shed a new light on childhood as compared to the previous years, making children more visible in society. There was also the filling of national identity, and the C.A. Rossetti Mary Grant couple was a case in point. That was a cosmopolitan couple who loved their children very much and tried to instill this feeling of national identity in them, including through the names they had given them. Their first daughter was named Liberty, and we've learned that the aforementioned feeling was also shared by their friends, the Golescu and Bretian families. So the elite changed and so did its approach to children education. The spirit of the 18th century had been replaced by one focusing on how those children could represent the nation better and how they could assume the values of a certain nation.
Journalist, writer, political leader and revolutionary Konstantin Alexander Rossetti, a.k.a. C.A. Rossetti, in 1847 married Mary Grant, a Scotswoman who was working as a governess. The couple was to become an example not only for their cosmopolitan style, but also for the fact they tried to fairly share their household tasks and chores. They had a joint contribution to their children's education and worked together over their publications. Mary Grant rapidly adopted the ideals of modernizing the Romanian space at that time. And as Nicoletta Roman pointed out, she wasn't the only woman changing her status in those years. În primul rând, există începutul secolului XIX și mai ales prin regulamentele There was in early 19th century a tendency of professionalizing some aspects in a woman's life. The woman could become a midwife, a teacher or a babysitter. These were paid activities and started being integrated in the state system. So women started taking off from the private field and finding their own way in life without giving up families or households. They started gaining public recognition. At the same time, women from the upper classes got involved in the process of founding charity associations and charity actions. Some of them got involved in the process of editing various publications. The 19th century saw a significant improvement in terms of women's involvement in society than the previous one. Cultural event brought to you by your host today, Eugen Nasta, focused on the Eforia Sud resort on the Black Sea coast of Romania. The Eforia Sud resort in the southeast on Romania's Black Sea coast in the interwar years was known as Carmen Silva, which was the pen name of Queen Elizabeth of Romania, 1843-1916. For the summer season, Eforia Sud turns into an artistic hub on the seashores of the Black Sea. The Coloured Eforia project has now seen its second edition. It is held over July and September 2022 and brings together various genres and interdisciplinary approaches on contemporary art. The Chinamascope Outdoor Garden in Eforia Sud is the venue of the event. Coloured Eforia is an attempt to speak about simplicity and nature in the age of information technology. It also speaks about the purpose and the role of the artistic act, as well as about the cultural value, yet again brought before the public. We sat down and talked to one of the festival's co-founders, Alexandra Dumitrescu, about what the festival has set out to achieve this summer. You are listening to Radio Romania International. The festival has come up with more than 200 cultural events staged throughout the summer, over July the 4th and September the 4th. Coloured Eforie brings together interdisciplinary approaches to contemporary art and every day comes up with film screenings, concerts, debates, exhibition openings, creative workshops, eco-cleaning activities, poetry recitals, photo exhibitions, as well as classical or experimental music evenings. Through Coloured Eforie, we have sought to give back a forgotten and abandoned space to the community, that is the Chinamascope Outdoor Garden in Eforie Sud. Also, the project has occurred due to the necessity of offering an alternative way of spending the leisure time on the seaside, because, among other things, Romania is facing an unprecedented cultural crisis caused by the lack of access to culture, 
or by the large-scale promotion of pseudo-cultural products which encourage easygoing entertainment and the kitchen, fortunately. So the Chinamaskop outdoor garden becomes more than an outdoor cinema theatre. It becomes an alternative space where creative communities meet the public and use art, culture and dialogue as a means of questioning reality. For instance, on the premises we can find the upper floor on wheels, which, all throughout the summer, plays host to the exhibition of three contemporary artists. The public can take part in various creative workshops or artist stops, can visit the town's only library, which we have set up inside the garden. Also, on the premises, three photo exhibitions are mounted with works by Swedish, Polish and Spanish artists. Also, as part of the coloured Euphorie, we run into a cultural but also an ecological, environmentally friendly approach, which also draws an alarm signal as against today's consumerism. In Visit Romania, our colleague Kalin Kotsoyu highlighted the beauties of the Zalo town located in western Romania. Hello and welcome to the west of Romania, to the town of Zalo. It is the seat of a small county, Salaj, but one which is home to a lot of ethnicities that left their imprint on the local culture. The old market town, a stone's throw away from the Roman complex of Porolisum, is still holding on to its historic vestiges. They are put nowadays under the spotlight by organized events, historical festivals, and other tourist attractions, all worth a visit. Right in the center of town, in the 1st of December 1918 square, you can visit the Dormition Cathedral, built between 1930 and 1932. Largely with support from the local Greek Catholic faithful and with the active involvement of Yuliu Maniu, at that time Prime Minister of the country. At the same time, walking through the town, you will notice the beauty of the old houses and the few museums in the aerial. Among them you will find the Art and History Museum, as we were told by Mircea Groza, who works with the Intercommunity Salage Plus Association for Development. The museum is a modern concept and wants to be an incursion into history through modern technologies such as virtual and augmented reality and 3D modeling. Also we are looking into a new exhibition model under the title We'd Love to Go to the Museum. This showcases 3D exhibitions. The museum is at pace with what is going on in the world and there is much to show. When you go to Zalo, you should not be missing out on one of the most important areas of archaeological research in Romania. And here is Mircea Groza telling us about it. The fact that we are in the immediate vicinity of the county seat, Salaj, is a big advantage. In fact, all the tourist trails are close to this point of attraction. It was the biggest border castrum in Roman Dacia. It has an amphitheater, religious buildings and minor fortifications in the Limes area. The Limes was the border of the Roman Empire and we are right on its northern edge. We set up this archaeological complex so that it is the most accessible to tourists. We created inside the castrum spaces for rest and recreation with Belvedere points, 
we have an expert guide on call at all times. We are also working on applications that will facilitate access to information about the archaeology complex. The area is renowned across the country with its wine production as well as its plum liquor, the famous Zalil Palinka. Also, the area is famous for its local dishes and that is aimed at everyone visiting there. Romanian Without Tears, brought to you again by your host today, Eugen Nasta, focused on the beauty of the Esmahan Sultan Mosque in Mangalia. There's an obsolete stereotype still going on about the Romanian Black Sea coast. It only means sunbathing, going to the seaside, or paying through the nose for a short holiday in one of the resorts of the coast. Yet there's more to it than that when it comes to the Romanian Black Sea coast's history ancient cultures and civilizations, empires that upshaped our history, listed monuments, heritage buildings. An icon of history in Dobroja, the Esmahan Sultan Mosque, can be found in one of the coast's southernmost towns, Mangalia. As usual, we begin with a series of useful words and phrases. Lakash de Kult, place of worship. Ridika, erect. Enconjura, Surround. Cimitir, cemetery. Mormunt, tomb. Construcție, construction. Piatra, stone. Cetate, citadel. Now let us use some of the words and phrases above in meaningful sentences. Moschea Sultanes Mahan este cel mai vechi lăcaș de cult musulman încă existent în România. The Sultan Esmahan Mosque is Romania's still-standing oldest Muslim place of worship. Moschea a fost ridicată în anul 1575. The mosque was erected in 1575. Este înconjurată de islamic ce conține morminte vechi de peste 300 de ani. Surrounding it is the Islamic cemetery with more than 300-year-old tombs. La construcția moscheii s-a folosit piatră luată din zidurile cetății Calatis. The stone used for the construction of the mosque was taken from the walls of the ancient Calatis citadel. A ritual fountain can be found in the mosque's courtyard. O fântână rituală se află în curtea geamiei. Fântâna a fost construită cu piatră provenită dintr-un vechi mormânt roman. The fountain was built with a stone of an ancient Roman tomb. That's all we have time for in this week's Romanian Without Tears. Thank you all for the interest you take in Romanian culture and for being so keen on learning Romanian with us. Goodbye. La revedere. In another edition of our weekly cultural event, my colleague Ana Maria Popescu focused on a recent cultural project carried in Romanian capital city Bucharest. In July and August this year, in the Romanian capital city, classical trams receive fresh cultural and artistic value thanks to a project called Bucharest Tram a project implemented by ARCUB, the Cultural Center of Bucharest, and initiated by an association called Art Doesn't Bite. 
The project offers trips in which urban living blends with art on the reactivated route of tram line number one by period trams still in possession of the Bucharest Public Transport Service. We talked to Loredana Montano, the initiator of the project and the founder of Art Doesn't Bite Association, about the Bucharest tram and the experience it provides. For five weeks between July the 23rd and August the 20th, every Saturday between 7 and 9 p.m., five urban-slash-poet round trips are organized along tram line number one in Bucharest, leaving from Dudesh Depot along Banumanta Boulevard and back, with a program focusing on contemporary poetry, music and the stories of the city. The first edition of the project was in 2019, when we came up with the idea that poetry should be brought closer to the public in their day-to-day trips. At that time, we received funding from the National Cultural Fund Administration. However, for the second edition of the project, we reversed the concept. It is people who come towards poetry with responsibility. They pay a fare and allow themselves to peacefully rediscover the city in which they live from a new perspective. We applied for the Bucharest Reimagined Grants as part of a program organized by Arkub, on which occasion the poetry tram was renamed Bucharest Tram, hinting at and promoting the importance of reading, given that 46% of Bucharest's residents say they have never read a book. Only 9% of them read constantly according to the Cultural Consumption Barometer. The project is initiated by Art Doesn't Bite Association and supported and funded by Arkub. The tram is in fact a pretext for us to get together and get closer to poetry, to music and to the history of tram line number one. And I would also mention the story of the Dudesh Depot, of the Obor area, of Asan's Mill, the Colentina Hospital, Globus Circus and the Banumanta area. Contemporary poetry, Q&As with poets, jazz, classical and interwar music all are on offer as part of the project. Loredana Montano told us more. The guest poets include Simona Popescu, the winner of the Observator Cultural Awards for her volume The Book of Plants and Animals, Mrs. Nora Yuga, Anastasia Gavrilovic, Dan Sochu, and our youngest participant, Catalina Stanislav, with a highly acclaimed debut volume. As far as the music segment goes, we will be able to listen to Paolo Profeti on the saxophone, Mihail Grigore on cello, Corina Sergi on guitar and vocals, Mircea Lazar on the violin. Hit of the Day was brought to you by my colleague Cristina Matescu. The song was Sing to Me, performed by Delia. Got it. 
place și plină de rugină Să-mi cânt la sufletul dezacordat Ai That was pretty much it in this week's edition of Sunday Show. From Eugen Nasta in Bucharest, it's goodbye and all the best to you all. Next up in this broadcast, it's All That Jazz, featuring eight-year-old artist, pianist, composer, and TV producer Zoltan Boros. Welcome, I'm Lekemnara Simeon. Zoltan Boros, a producer of the Romanian television shows in the Hungarian language, a sound engineer and director, a pianist, conductor, and composer, celebrated his 80th birthday anniversary on July 29th. So we are dedicating today's jazz music program to him. Zoltan Boros was born in 1939 in Kapulna, Bihor County, and trained during his student years at the Gheorghe Dimar Conservatory in Cluj-Napoca. After completing a complex specialized training in 1967 at the University in Cluj, and after becoming the leader of the Orada Theatre Orchestra, in 1969, 
The artist, Zoltan Boros, devoted himself particularly to jazz, collaborating with genuine international personalities, such as the pianist and composer Richard Boshanitsky and the saxophone and flute player Peter Wertheimer, and participating in numerous jazz festivals, among which the well-known jazz festival in Ployesht and the long-lived Sibiu International Jazz Festival. Listen now to the piece The World is Waiting for the Sunrise, a live recording from 1984 at the Sibiu International Jazz Festival, when the pianist Zoltan Boros performed together with three other instrumentalist improvisers who have unfortunately passed away, the clarinetist Stalin Constantinu, double bassist Ovidiu Bodila, and drummer Gabriel Todorescu in a golden quartet of Romanian jazz from the 80s.
end of our jazz program today. We invite you to listen to another piece composed by the pianist improviser Zoltan Boros, Autumn in My Town, the piece that can also be found on the CD entitled Romanian Jazz Awards for the year 2009, a compilation published in 2010. At the respective Jazz and Blues Awards Gala held in April 2010 and recorded on CD, the artist Zoltan Boros was awarded the Excellence Award for his 50-year career in music.
you are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. In the spotlight. Hello dear friends and welcome to a fresh edition of our weekly feature in the spotlight with me Daniel Bills at the microphone. The Embassy of Japan in Bucharest jointly with the Association of Publishers in Romania on May the 18th hosted a news conference in an attempt to inform the local media on the program and the visitors. The honorary guest this year, Japan, is going to have during the upcoming 15th edition of the International Book Fair, Bookfest. The event was attended by the Japanese ambassador to Romania, His Excellency Hiroshi Ueda, by Mrs. Yoshino Naito, a cultural attaché of the Embassy of Japan, and Mrs. Lydia Boda, vice president of the Association of the Romanian Publishers. Taking the floor during the event, the Japanese ambassador to Romania, His Excellency Hiroshi Ueda, first congratulated the organizers on staging this year's edition of the prestigious book fair and referred to the love affair Japan has with books and reading. First of all, I thank you very much for coming to this conference. And uh, I'd like to express my congratulations uh, first uh, on uh, the, the opening, I mean, holding this uh, book fest after three year interval because of the COVID 19. And this is this one is the, the 15th edition, very commemorative edition. And uh, we are so much honored to be selected the guest country, uh, Japan is. And, uh, well, as you might know, Japan is a very book-love country. And uh, there's one statistic that which said that uh, Japan's uh, per capita purchase amount of books is number one in the world. And uh, this time, I'm very happy to be selected uh, this uh, commemorative and uh, prestigious and famous uh, festival guest country. The Japanese ambassador also described the events Japan, as a guest of honor, is going to stage during Bookfest. And we are preparing many, many events this time during the from uh, June 1st to the 5th uh, during the day, uh, this five-day period. We are, for example, we are preparing uh, to invite uh, many Japanese uh, writers in face-to-face uh, in person. Or, or online, for example, Yoko Tawada, Yoko Ogawa, Hiromi Kawakami, Akira Mizubayashi, and uh, we invite them to, to, to have a dialogue. And also we are planning, for example, uh, lectures such as Haiku, a Japanese very short uh, poet, which is uh, held by a former a Japanese Romanian ambassador to Japan. Uh, he's a very specialist uh, of this uh, haiku, uh, small poet. And also lecture, lectures on uh, Japanese literature, uh, culture, 
And also we are preparing a present, presentation of manga and anime. And also we are preparing many events on uh, workshops, for example, for a flower arrangement or a kind of Japanese traditional uh, things. And also there will be a, a taiko performance. So uh, I think uh, you can enjoy, well, the, the details will be explained by my colleague later. But uh, I hope that uh, uh, you will enjoy the whole five days, understanding and uh, expanding the knowledge of Japan, Japanese culture and literature. The Japanese ambassador in Bucharest further described the event as one of the largest of this kind in Romania. Ah, I recognize it, that uh, this is one of the, the biggest uh, and uh, most uh, prestigious and famous uh, e- events. And it has, I heard that uh, the r- uh, roughly uh, there will be 100,000 people will be will visit. So I think it's a very big occasion for us. Ambassador Ueda also spoke about the Japanese writers whose presence is going to be felt during the upcoming book fair known as Bookfest, now at its 15th edition. Well, I think, well, of course there are many uh, writers, so they differ from writer to writer, but the fundamental way of thinking must be the same, you know, the, the Japanese way of thinking. It's something to do, it might, might be something to do with Zen or something like that, well, mentally, mental thing is a bit, I think it's a bit different from Romanian people, so I'd like uh, uh, Romanians to, to, to feel about it and uh, digest about it. Last year, Japan and Romania celebrated 100 years of diplomatic relations. Here is again the Japanese ambassador to Romania, His Excellency Hiroshi Ueda. Last year was the 100-year anniversary of the diplomatic relations between Japan and Romania, and we celebrated, well, we had many uh, events and functions. One of them is this year and the Kimono Festival. And, uh, well, it's a long history, and the the relationship uh, between the two countries is getting better and better, I reckon. And this year is the, the very first year of the next 100 year you know, relationship. So I think it's very important for us. I'm sure and uh, I have a confidence that this uh, relationship is now good, but uh, still the, it is getting better and better. It's not only culturally, but also, of course, uh, politically, economically. And, uh, you know, for example, the, the economic relationship is uh, expanding as well. The, the trade amount is expanding, even though that the COVID-19 was uh, affected these figures. But, uh, you know, in any, I mean, in many and every field, the relationship will be better, I think. Lydia Boda, Vice President of the Association of the Romanian Publishers, gave us a brief history of this prestigious book fair. Bookfestul, așa cum știți, a început în 2006, după ce s-a încheiat As you already know, Bookfest started in 2006, after the Bucharest chapter had ended at the National Theatre. We came to the pavilions of the Rome Expo, which is the Antitre exhibition compound for Bucharest and not only. And for a couple of editions now, we have been present in Pavilion B, the new one, which offers a series of facilities. 
So we have been able to stage various events in this pavilion and this time we are going to have a food quarter as the executive director Mihai Mitritsa has assured us. We are also going to have an area entirely devoted to children which spans 140 square meters of the total allotted for this event. This space is going to be fitted with the right equipment so that we may stage several events like book launches, workshops, meetings with the authors of children books and illustrators. Everything has been designed so that during the five days of the fair, from the 1st, which symbolically happens to be June the 1st, Children's Day in Romania, we will be able to stage various events in this area entirely devoted to children. And that has brought to an end our weekly feature in the spotlight. Until next time, from me, Daniel Biltz, it's goodbye. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Eugen Nasta. Today you're invited to listen to a most famous song performed by one of the most talented vocalists in Prahova County, Maria Voduva. I'm 
And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. You can listen to our next program for Western Europe at 1700 hours UTC on 9760 kHz in the DRM system and on 11850 kHz in analog system. Listeners in Africa can receive our programs tomorrow at 1100 hours UTC on 15320 and 17670 kHz. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl at ri.ro. Goodbye.